Howdy, and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we talk all things hunting and introduce you to the most innovative hunting gear and services. Here are your hosts, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here, and I'm joined by Richard. Uh, what's going on, sir? Hola, amigo. Hola. Como estas? Ah, es viento es el fruto de mundo sanda. <laughs> oh. yeah. that's, that's for our good buddy Alina. I was about to say. Yeah, I think his I think his soccer stuff is has uh, has fired back up. He watches that uh, football. I, yeah, well, yeah, but it's like English Premier Soccer. Yeah. You know, it's all these little towns in England that nobody's actually heard of except for the people that live in them. Yeah, go Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, go Cannons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Folks Good, man. from us in a couple of weeks. I know. Man, we were, uh, we were, we were hunkered down, bunkered up because of all the crazy stuff going on. <laughs> I know, I know. 2020 just, just kind of sucks. We were, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were, we were on top of the Feed Bandit headquarters about to become some uh, rooftop Koreans. <laughs> That's right. That's the right. It came by. <laughs> our, uh, our storefront was vandalized. It was all right. <laughs> somebody, somebody threw something through our webpage. It was terrible. <laughs> Oh man! Luckily, it's back up now, though. So yes. We were, yeah. yes. But, uh, and we filed for insurance. I mean, that that web page was like two or three million dollars. So yes, we'll see how it, so it works out. Very valuable. <laughs> well, uh, so we're back in right back in business. It's uh, it's June, so now it's. Uh, I, I looked, and this weekend uh, it's going to be ninety-eight degrees. So we're finally under the heat. <laughs> we're it's here. It's right, here. So, uh, God, it's here. It's it's definitely here. I've uh, been swimming, so that's nice. Yes, it feels good. It feels good. Yeah. Um, yeah. but no, I mean, what better thing to talk about right now than uh, you know, if we had we got our land, you know, we have yep. planning on going hunting in the fall. It's gonna be hot for a couple yep. several months, June, yep. July, August, at least until dove season, right? It was even hot through then, but I mean until well, the, but the next the, hunting season. Remember, we we've talked about this. It's a different kind of hot. That's true. You know, in, in August, I'm looking for something to impale myself on <laughs> and a bridge to throw myself off of. But 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 come September, I'm like, I mean, literally, are there 31 days in August before I make this comment? No. Yes, oh, there are. Third? Yes. Oh, I guess there are 30 right. in so September. All right, it's a leap year. I forgot. All right, so anyway, <laughs> on 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 August thirty first, I walk. I'm like, God, it's so freaking hot, miserable, kill me. And then September one, I'm like, you know what? Thank there's God. a there's a bit of nip in the air, which of course <laughs> is that's no different. It's a, it's it, a, it's an Arctic breeze. Oh, it, it's just amazing about how the at your attitude really affects the you know just your overall disposition and feelings on life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, no but, it, but in, in reality, though, the past couple of years, even when it hits August, I start getting excited. You know, I mean, sure, yeah, we've got 32 days left, you know, one month closer, yeah, yeah, I mean, I go one day closer, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, well, no, it, it is, it is definitely getting warm out there, and um, uh, but I'll tell you what, you're starting to see a lot of velvet. Uh, you know, I know there in East Texas, you're you're seeing a lot of velvet. But, you know, starting to see some some main beams for sure. You know, the fawns. I think fawns start hitting the ground in April in East Texas. And now I know at Rancho Bandito, 
uh, the fawns are definitely out. We came, uh, we came rolling around the corner over Memorial Day, and there's a pair of twins going to town on mom, which was kind of funny. And they just, <laughs> you know, they all just sit there and stare at us as they're, you know, as they're beating the crap out of her udders or whatever other her teats, uh, you know, pounding the milk. But uh, it was really cool to see. And my my dad said that he got a good picture of some turkey poults. Nice. So, um, we didn't kill them all, which is that's. Well, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, we ended up getting several, but uh, you know, all by myself. But you know, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely getting in those crucial, crucial months. Though, if you don't have the protein feeders full, man, you're you are definitely behind the game. But uh, you 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 still got an opportunity, you know, to make a difference with protein and minerals and things of that nature. That that's kind of something that a lot of people debate is, you know, when do you turn the protein off? You know, when, when do you stop refilling feeders? And uh, I've always gone by the, the rule of thumb that, you know, obviously, you know, we, we like to do January through the end of August. It's typically what we do. Uh, obviously, January, the, the bucks are, uh, you know, recovering from the rut. It's cold. Yeah. Emaciated. Emaciated. Yeah, kind of looks like me. Really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's opposite day. Yeah, but oh god, they're a fifth grade call. They want their thing. Uh, but yeah, you know, and then obviously you start to get into the antler antler growing season, uh, and then of course you know everybody forgets about the does. But you know the protein's really good for the does as they're getting ready to start, you know, having fawns, and even as they're nursing. So uh, important to keep that there, and then of course the protein's there to keep the antlers going, keep the body weights up keep the try to help keep the nutrition up with the minerals and all that kind of stuff you know through the really hot months of july and august um and really by by you know by august they got what they got you know they may still be in velvet but the growing part is pretty much stopped the fawns are you you, they're hanging around but you could effectively call them weaned uh yeah you'll still see a couple that are are trying but uh, you know that that's typically our kind of the game plan we follow as far as and when do you start? When do you stop it? So is that why you call it the the crucial crucial time now? Because yes, because it is getting into the heat, and yes. you know, I'm, had a pretty pretty wet spring. So no, there's probably mean. still some food out there. But I mean, no, what they're, they're you know, deaf. if it's a if it was a drought, then maybe right. you know. But even so, you know, I mean, it's to, to it's probably a good idea to keep a program consistent. Right. Oh, but absolutely. Through feast or famine, so that your absolutely. deer at least, you know, are taken absolutely. care of. You, you know, if there, there, there's, there's some thinking that uh, I, I've seen a couple of, uh, couple of chat sessions, forum sessions about, you know, okay, you know, can you, you know, during a really wet spring, can you turn off the protein? You know, do you have to? You know, you you have to get out there and get it filled up. You know, and and my answer is, you know, of course, you know, with 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 deer protein or cottonseed or corn, whatever you're feeding them, it, it is a, it is a supplement feed. You know, it is not their primary. Uh, it's not their primary food. You know, you you want their primary food to be what they normally eat. You know, the forbs and whatnot. And, and so, I would make the argument that if you're a if you're a you're a guy who's got a lease, and you know. Um, you know, you, you can't, you, you couldn't make it out there for the month of April, but you had abundant rain and, you know, you're in an area of uh, wherever you hunt where you've got, 
you know, adequate forage, okay, and it's not overgrazed or it's not, you know, semi-arid, okay, you know, I'd probably make the argument that, yeah, if you, you could get down there and fill up those feeders, it'd be good. But if you're going to miss a month, that's probably the one to miss, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whereas when you start to get into, uh, you know, June, July, August, that's when things really get, you know, really get hot and, and desolate and a lot of that vegetation uh, will just, uh, you know, what withers away. You, you know, know what, another aspect of that, though, I mean, I would, I would think is uh, whether you're on a high fence or not property maybe because i guess in a way you got to think about you know what is the competition doing you know oh, yeah. if, if you're not on a high fence let's say you know if if it's there's a lot of rain and there's a lot of forage and whatnot and, and right. what you're putting up truly is supple you know truly is supplemental right. right that uh if you stop i wonder i don't know the answer to this but i'd be i'd be curious whether let's say the property next door did not stop and they kept feeding protein. Now, let's say all things being equal, both property had the same amount of, right. you know, natural food and whatnot out there. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the deer would do under that scenario. Would really they? Would they care one way or the yeah. other, or That's, would they maybe man. go to the property that had the supplemental yeah. protein? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's something to think about. Yeah. Well, that no, that actually is a really good question. You know, I, I I know that you know on Rancho Bandito and a lot of the places that you know when you really get abundant rainfall, you know the the protein usage, the cottonseed usage, um, you know definitely goes down. Definitely goes down. But you know that that doesn't mean that at some point during a, a, a period of heavy rainfall and inadequate forage that, you know, a deer might say, you know what? I, I feel like pellets tonight. Right. Don't you, you know, let, let's I'm go tired out. of the I same uh, salad stuff, you know, it's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's go get some of that dry stuff, you know, <laughs> and we'll head out to the bar. Right. Uh, God, remember those days? Uh, barely. Yeah. Hang, yeah, exactly. The memory's hanging on by three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, no, that's it's a really good question. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, that, that brings up actually a good point. I, I think that you'd rather, you know, you'd rather side on the, on the um, you know, to be on the safe side. I would think you try to just keep them full all the time, you know, because you don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, to try to pull a deer over to your place and potentially try to keep that deer there. It's, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It could help. Yeah, well, at the very least, I mean, if it's in that and you're in that scenario, you don't have, you're not going to be, or you don't need to, uh, constantly be filling your feeder. You know, you right. can at least hell keep it at twenty five percent or right. something, slow it down maybe enough to where it's still there. Right. Where you know, or you know, or where, I mean, I guess if it's just like a free choice, you just keep it. If they're not eating from it as often, right, the food will still be there. Right. You're well, spending as much money. Well, well, okay. So, so long as you have coon hoods attached. Now, <laughs> that a boy. Yeah, no, but but that that that's true. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, those we all know. Anybody who's ever done any hunting, you know, the raccoon's going to find your feet, and he's going to find it first. And they they don't care how much hits the ground; they're just going to sit there and scoop it out. So, um, you know, we we have had coon hoods now on our one of our protein fears, and it's just I just got to order for the rest of them because we, boy, talk about something we truly believe in. This the the coon hood has absolutely thwarted the raccoons' efforts on on one of our fears where they just had parties. I mean, they they got little pictures in their dens of them up there, you know, having a ball on these feeders. You know? <laughs> and, and and those days are over, and it saved us. All, it's kind of saved us a fortune. 
you know, because of what the coons would do. You know, the other thing it's done uh, with the coon hood is that, you know, th- those coons, I, I've, I've come up there, we've seen pictures of deer that kind of ran off because there was a coon sitting there eating out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so technically, you know, you, you, could, you could make the argument that the coon is preventing, you know, some gigantic deer potentially from eating out of it. Um, I, I'd say probably the third argument for, for having the coon hoods, especially if you're a, if you're a guy who's got a lease that's, you know, four or five hours away and you can't get out there all the time. Obviously you want to protect that protein that's in there, uh, from the coons, but you also want to protect it from the rain. And I know that the coon hood and Hayden, they, they, he doesn't say that, uh, I don't think he's going to come out and say that, you know, the coon hood will keep your protein dry, but I, let me tell you. As somebody who doesn't work for the company, I can tell you that it has kept the protein dry. The the feed, the protein in, in that feeder that's got the coon hoods on it has not been clogged in well over a year. And wow. when I mean clogged, I'm talking about little clumps, but you know, little clumps obviously can be a real big problem. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's man, it, it's it's helped a lot. Right. Well, well there you go. I mean, that's yep. something to think about. I mean, you know, another thing we ought to mention to some folks out there, remind folks about is, uh, you know, if you're, it's I, it's not too late, I would, you know, to, to start a, a supplemental program, right? I mean, you can go ahead and do that if you're not doing it now. Uh, yep. And if you're kind of, uh, you know, at a loss or wondering, you know, where you should buy your, you know, the feed, yep. or even if you don't have the feeder, you know, where you should buy the feeder and the feed, Right. Uh, we have uh, we have a solution to help you out. <laughs> Indeed. What is that solution? Oh, well, well, that would uh, <laughs> that would be our, our our little online store that we've not online store online store right platform. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I mean it's it's, a, it's on a website. So yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so what we what we've really been trying to do is is you know there's we, we're we're trying not to be a lot of white noise. You know, we're, we're out there and we, we like try to represent products that we know work and that work very well. And so everybody that you see on our, on our web store, basically is somebody that we've talked to, we've seen their products in action uh, and we believe in them. Uh, and then they're, they're good people or we're obviously we're not going to talk to them. We're not going to put them on the site. So, uh, so, so definitely give them a shot. For sure. And then, you know, check out our hunter search where, you know, you can, Type in where your your property is, or yep. the route that you're taking from your your home to your property, if you're not lucky enough to live on it. Right, uh, and you can find out you know what feed stores are between you and there, or around where you are if if you don't know already, or right. you know, try someone else out uh, along the way. Uh, just go feedbandit.com, uh, and you can use that search, see who's out there, and start giving those folks a uh, you know a look. Right, I mean they're absolutely. You, know, you got to support your local feed store. Right. Absolutely. As a lot of folks, I think, have heard us say on this podcast in the past. A time or two. A time or two. A time or yep. two. But, uh, you know, I mean, they can help you out with uh, not only, you know, your supplemental feed and whatnot, but right. sure, you know, we've we've kind of gone through the period of the, the spring rains, right? A lot. Yes. We got a lot of that this spring. But that's right. not to say that now you can't start thinking. And actually, you know what they say is you buy an umbrella when it's sunny outside. Right, so that right. you have it when it's raining. Right uh, now, it's time, it's time to maybe start taking stock of your land and thinking, where are some spots where I really need some more water? You know, or I can yes. supplement yeah. water and whatnot. And there's yes. ways to do that. You know, uh, maybe some feed stores will have the product that'll help you do that. You know, yep. you can just check that out. But uh, 
Well, let's maybe talk a little bit about that. Uh, you know, it won't rain nearly as much now, probably between now and correct. You know, but what little it might rain, you might want to consider collecting. You know, no, for for sure, for sure, and and we we've talked about at, at great lengths, but you know, water water is one of those key elements that that you just got to have. It's not something that obviously you can go to a you, know, you can go to a feed store and say, yes, I'll have 10,000 gallons of water, please. You know, it, it just obviously doesn't work that way. So you've got to try to try to take advantage of, of the, of the situation you're at, you're, you know, that, that you've got in front of you. And I, I, one of the things I like to recommend is that, you know, chances are, you know, if you, if you're on a hunting lease or a farm or, you know, if you're leasing property from somebody, that somebody is going to have it in ag. You, you just have to be. So that somebody's going to have some sort of stock, whether it be you know, goats or sheep or you know probably cattle. Uh, and so obviously, if you've got that, you've got to have water sources. So uh, I highly recommend trying to, you know, maybe try to work with the landowner to try to to try to really, you know, if they've got kind of a um, you know a subpar uh, watering situation. And by that, I mean maybe. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe that the the actual watering uh, device doesn't hold much water. You know, it goes dry, or the, you know, or or the bust the pipes bust all the time because the cattle you know stomp on it, or you know something of that nature. Or or the water's just foul. You know, it's just green. You know, this is this is a really great opportunity for you to you to get engaged and, and to help that landowner either by physical labor, or maybe spending a couple of bucks. You know, maybe help them out there. Because you know, ultimately you're going to be taking care of your livestock, but you'll be taking care of the deer as well. Um, and you know everybody knows that you know that you have to have water. It's just no no way around it. So if your property does not have water and a good supply of it, um, you know the chances are that the deer are going to leave. They're going to go find where it is. You know, um, so it, now is a is a good time to really brush up those those water features. A case in point. One of the, the water uh, features we've got at Rancho Bandito is a, it's a little uh, supplemental trough that, that comes off of a, that's um, fed kind of by gravity by another, tr by another uh, uh, trough and, and pump system. Uh, and it kind of goes to the edge of a, of a field and it goes in this big, 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 thick mesquite thicket. And it is an absolute deer magnet. And uh, one of the, the things I noticed is back during the heat of the summer, I think it was like early August, I came by there just to, just to check it out. And that's something else I, I encourage you to do. When you're out there filling your feeders and just, you know, looking around your lease, you know, make sure you've got that rancher's cell phone number or, you know, whatever they've got in, in your, within arm's length. So, you know, if you see, if you see a, a, a trough that's busted or, Something that's dry. I mean, you, you literally may be saving his livelihood. You know, saving his animal's life. So, uh, in this particular instance, this is basically what happened to us. Uh, I noticed that the trough was completely dry, and I kind of started to panic because I know that in that little pasture, there's not water for you know for for God probably two or three hundred acres, um, and, and that that's a problem. That's something that we got up we got to fix. Um, so I immediately called one of our ranch hands. He came and, and it was, you know, something wasn't pressed right. And it filled back up and we're in great shape. But, um, you know, now is the time when things are starting to get real hot and real dry to, to get out there and look at your water infrastructure and make sure it's, make sure it's sound. Mm -hmm. Well, actually it's probably, 
late, but better late than never, right? Oh, exactly. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, and, and, and another thing, and you, you had mentioned it and I didn't, I didn't run with it, is, you know, again, talking about, you know, working with your, your, your local rancher, okay, who, who owns your property about, you know, again, I, I mentioned the whole livestock thing, whether it be goats or sheep or whatever, you got to have the water. Chances are on that property that you're hunting, uh, there's probably a barn. There's some sort of sorting pen or something of that nature. Uh, you know, I would really help and do the research for them, encourage that landowner to, you know, to look at harvesting rainwater, you know, especially if they've got, you know, smaller stocks such as goats and sheep and whatnot, obviously don't take uh, as much water requirements. Therefore, you can, you can set up a rain catchment just on a standard size barn, you know, and it goes into a, you know, a 3000 gallon poly, your black poly, you got to have black, by the way, a polyurethane tank. Uh, and then you have the, you know, the water on the end, I mean, that can, that can service those animals and the wildlife, mm-hmm. you know, not only the deer, you know, but the turkeys and, and the songbirds and things of that nature. So um, don't overlook these rain catching devices. They're actually, you'd be surprised how much you've got out there uh, that, that's already, you know, pretty suitable for, for, you know, for catching rain. Right. Right. And, you know, I mean, we're talking about uh, supplemental feed, you know, protein or whatever. But I mean, we probably should have started or let off with water. I mean, that's probably the most important thing. Absolutely. And then, especially, you know, if if uh, you may not know, but if you do, I mean, you may understand, you know, how much water is on, is on the properties around you. you right. know? I mean, if you happen to have a good idea about that, then you can kind of understand. Okay, well, what is competing? You know, if you're not a high fence or whatever, right. how, how is that competing against what I have for deer as well? You know, yeah. so it's something to, yeah. to factor into that decision. You know, something else to think about. And this here's a little tip for, for you guys that are, are getting on to new, pro- new properties to hunt, new leases and whatnot. Um, you know, obviously during the raining season, anything, any depression in the ground is going to catch water. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean it's going to hold it. But it, it'll definitely catch it. It'll sustain those animals through the, you know, through the wet period, and they'll be fine. You know, where you really get in the crunch time, and where you really see, you, know, you where you really see what kind of uh, water situation you've got is in the middle of summer. You know, if uh, if your property hasn't received rain in you know a month, month and a half, and it's August, uh, you know that, and it's hot as hell. I get it. But that's the time to go through there and start looking and saying, okay, that little seasonal creek that I crossed when I was turkey hunting this year, is there water in there? Go check it out, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and take note of that kind of stuff because, you know, again, water is an absolutely, it's, it's just, it's one of the big key elements to all this. It's just nowhere near as marketed and, and advertised because it's not, you know, you, you can't make a sticker with water on it. Know, whereas you can with all these feeds and feeders and whatnot so uh you know the, the when they start to get hot that's when you really know what kind of water situation you got um you know and something else i i, I would think of, i would do is you know again if you've only got a handful of water sources it's a really good spot to put a camera too um because you know again you're that's where all your game is going to be coming in now of course that can that can also backfire too because you can have the you know, the coyotes and the bobcats coming into those limited water sources as well. But um, it, it's a, that's a really good spot to put a camera and see what you got coming in. Mm-hmm. Water is the nectar of the gods. That's yes, sir, it is. Is. Or 
beer, one of the two. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. So what you, you right? Yeah, there you go. God, I had some highlights the other day. Oh, out of the, yeah. out of the bottle too. Fantastic. Nice. God, it was so good. It's been a while since I've had the champagne of beers. Oh, God, it was. Oh. <laughs> It was so great. And I had that and a nice cigar and, yeah, cut off sleeves and no shoes on. Yep, pretty much in uh, paradise. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. I can uh, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was nice. Um, all right, so let's say you got your supplemental feed and your your water situation covered. Uh, yep. You know, another thing you probably want to go out and, and look at fixing or getting ready is uh, your blinds. You know, oh, probably yeah. – when you're sitting out there during the season, you may have noticed several things. It's like, you know, I need to paint that or, you know, yeah. I need to fix that something, you know, you know, yeah. when I get a chance, I need to, <laughs> whatever yeah. those things are, now's yeah. the time to do it. I mean, you oh, got yeah, nothing but yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, we were, we were talking about that and I, you know, truthfully, if you're going to do a lot of miserable backbreaking work, boy, you you've already missed the window because it's yeah. going to be hot, 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 hot. But it's better but now yeah, than no. August. No, there's <laughs> absolutely there is definitely marginally better. <laughs> yeah, there is definitely truth to that. You know, speaking of, I I've followed a couple of guys that hunt in South Texas, and it's so hot during the summer during the day that they actually actually fill feeders at night. It didn't even yeah. didn't even didn't even think about genius. That. Yeah, it really is. And they've got lights in the back of their trucks and they just, you know, go around a couple of adult beverages, couple, you know, 15, 20, 30, whatever it takes, you know, Uh, but it was, it was really kind of cool, but yeah, no, for sure. I mean, now's the time to get the paint on there and all that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of people, you know, back in the day, back in the nineties, I should say, you know, people would, you know, they, you know, that's really, nobody was feeding protein back then. You know, only the big sophisticated ranches where it was just corn. So you know, really all of your, get your feeders going and your blind maintenance, all that stuff was typically done in September. Um, you know, and, and I'm of the opinion, I mean, if, if that's what, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. I mean, I, I understand, but I am of the opinion that, you know, the sooner you can get that done and the sooner you can, the, the, the sooner you can leave an area undisturbed, you know, right. and really let it go back to, to the wild. I, I think, I think the better it is. Uh, now of course well, it wouldn't hurt, right? I yeah. Mean, especially let's say you're yeah. moving big blinds. You yes. might as well do it now than September. Especially exactly. if you're dove hunting and you don't want to do any work. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, like like you were saying, get it done. Get it done now. Then speaking of, we've got a, we've got one of our blinds that's uh, actually turning. It's looking like uh, like Spudnik. It's uh, completely <laughs> silver. So, my uh, favorite blind. Yes, uh, that very one. <laughs> yeah, the the sun, the sun. If you're looking at it and the sun hits it at the right angle, you go blind. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, talk about the hot box from hell. Oh yeah, jeez. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's rough, but uh, it's it's sure as fun. So, well, you'd say okay. So you got your blinds. You got all that stuff taken care of yep there's also uh you know if you've never done like a fall food plot you can at least start scouting you know areas or what you know or absolutely places you want to do that and even you know if if there's if you got a lot of clearing to do or whatever you know you can start working on that now to just get the soil ready maybe or you know there's things you can do at least there to yep 
for that. Yep. yep. And, 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 you know, here in Texas, we've, um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of winter wheat. You know, we, you know, there, there's a lot of guys that'll, that'll do food plots like you see on the outdoor channels and whatnot. But, you know, a lot of the, the a lot of the ranches, especially north, you know, real well, really all over the state, you know, they plant a lot of winter wheat because it's good forage for the cattle. Uh, and obviously you can, uh, you can harvest the wheat or, or bale it. In fact, we just, Rancho Bandito just, uh, we just got done uh, harvesting all of our wheat, uh, which is kind of cool. So we had a pretty, pretty decent crop this year, but it, I, I digress. The, uh, the, the winter wheat and, or the oats or whatever they're planting, and again, they typically do it for the cattle. And so that is going to be, you know, come deer season, that's going to be a, a very natural draw to the deer. So, you know, if you're, if you're new to a hunting lease, make sure you, and i tell you what, now that you've got Google Maps, you can really, you know, find your lease and then, and then zoom out and see if you've got any, you know, fields there or ask the rancher, hey man, are you going to be doing weed or oats this year? And if they say yes, then you'll see if you can kind of sneak a blind in there because, uh, boy, that is just going to be a huge draw to the deer, as, as you know. Mm. And, um, you know, when we would drive up to Lubbock off of 114 during deer season, uh, I mean, it just, I am surprised I ended up killing myself because I'm sitting there just glued to these wheat fields, looking at the turkey and the mule deer and the whitetail. I mean, God, it was so cool. So, um, yeah, t- again, talk to your rancher, see if he's doing winter wheat and or oats again. And if he's not, you know, ask if you can, if you can do your own somewhere. Right, right. You know, and while you're out there scouting, you know, something that just popped in my mind is, you know, <laughs> So we, we hunt from blinds a lot, us, us too, but we don't, we're not bow hunters. Uh, maybe we will someday, but, uh, yeah. you know, we sit in the blind. But we also tend to sometimes like to get out, out of the blind and maybe make our own little blind within some trees or something like that yeah. and, and sit there. So another thing to do is while you're out there doing all this work, you know, keep your eyes open for some cool little nooks and crannies where maybe it would be kind of neat yeah. to sit out, you know, and yeah. – uh, you know, hunt from sitting within a, I've, you know, sat in a cedar tree before, you know, that type of thing on the ground, you know, I mean, still shot a deer, you know, that type of thing. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, there's other things like that you can kind of keep your eye open for just kind of getting an idea about that, but also look for deer trails and things of that nature while you're out there, you know, so you can get, sure. you know, you can kind of understand uh, where they're going, you know, yep. and help you maybe set up, set up shop there this coming fall, maybe move a, a, a portable blind or something that, yeah. you know, just to experiment, you know, or something, who knows? Yeah. yeah there's a know, lot of things you can get an idea from. Oh, <clears throat> a- absolutely. But, but, but you got to get out of there. That's right. You, you, you got to You got It's not get out of there. You got to get, get out, out there. there. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you, speaking of portable blinds, I was watching, I was looking at our, our Facebook feed today and our good buddies at tank blinds. Um, he had, one of his, uh, I guess, one of his customers hooked up a, uh, was was moving their was moving their blind, and they ordered their tank blind with with skids on it. So it was really kind of cool to watch this customer just kind of hook a strap up and just move just move this blind. It was just going low and slow, and you know was able to drag it to exactly where he wanted, which which obviously is is just so huge. Um, you know the, the oh, big tower awesome. stands are great, but let me tell you, man, that getting those things on a 16 foot trailer. Whoop. Right. Right. It's, 
dicey and uh it, it just sucks there's no other way to put it that way. well i'm glad you brought up tank blinds though because you know we highly encourage people to t- to check them out um oh, very really cool. cool uh and you guys can can uh learn a little more about them if you go yep. to uh feedbandit.com slash tank blinds yep that'll take you to their page on our website where we out- outline and lay out what they're all about yep um it's part of our bandit gear and services uh area and uh you know you could really if if you're in the market for a blind uh you know and you're on the you're on you're on you're in the kind of area of you know i want to get something that's super high quality that's going to last me a long time right you know it's literally going to be like an heirloom i pass down to my kids right uh because they're just unbelievably unbelievable quality you know how they're constructed and whatnot and with all the features too, I mean, I we could be here talking about this for 30, 30 minutes yeah. of what different yeah. customized variations you can get. But anyone listening right now, if you're yeah. considering buying a blind, I highly suggest just go to feedbandit.com slash tank blinds and check out what's, uh, what's available there. And uh, while you're there, you might, you might be able to find yourself a little deal. Yeah. Now it, it's pretty cool. They, uh, um it, it just i i just remember just how how awesome they are just watching that thing slide across the uh that this was uh this is some some uh some probably in central texas so uh very 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 cool and like like jimmy said the features on these things are pretty sweet as well so uh and they're wasp proof too which is, is something that, that we were discussing candidly on our podcast when we had them on there because uh you know wasps just really ruined things so <laughs> no, no little friends yeah no god yeah <laughs> uh, all right well so anyway, I, mean, I think that's a yeah. that's a lot of uh that's a that's a those are some tall to do's that uh, you've given that's, the folks out there i think so um, unless you got another major one to talk about i mean i think that's probably that's a good good place to leave folks Leave leave the folks with, huh? Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, you know, I mean, all, you can always be out there shooting the hogs. You know, that's that, true. That's, that's for sure. Well, while you're driving uh, around doing this, have a rifle with you. Absolutely. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Oh, and look for sheds too. While you're, you yep. Know. Yep. Yeah, especially if you haven't been out to your place lately. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and of course, I just would caution everybody if you are out there hog hunting, you know, if if you intend on if you intend on eating a summer time hog make sure you uh, uh make sure you move quickly because that, <laughs> that meat goes bad really fast and uh you know i i don't know that you know you would necessarily know oh gosh is this is this meat bad now because I don't, I don't think it's like instantly gonna rot and stink so but, but i think meat can go bad without all the telltale signs until you're you know strapped to the toilet for weeks vomiting and you know peeing <laughs> out your butt so yeah yep just some another some advice there. Uh, that's, I, I think that is great advice to leave the folks with uh, on, mm-hmm. this, on this episode of the Feed Bandit podcast. What that's do you right. think? Oh, that was good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, folks, uh, for listening. Hey, let us know what you think about everything we just talked about. I mean, if you agree or disagree or, you know, have some other ideas on things that you go about doing, well, you know, around this time of year and throughout the summer, we'd love to hear it. Yep. Uh, give us some more ideas or things we don't do that maybe we should be doing. We, you know, Please. we're not, we're not uh, we don't act like we're the, we don't put ourselves out there and we're not the end all be all on hunting nope. course. So nope. <laughs> just a, a couple of guys that like talking about it. So yep. Uh, yep. please let us know. I mean, you can do that. Go to uh feedbanditpodcast.com 
And there you can, uh, you can email us, howdy at feedbandit.com, or you can leave us a voicemail. You know, that's really simple. You know, if, you, if you're driving while listening to this, just click on that yep. thing and uh, record a voicemail and send it to us. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. Um, but yeah, other than that, that's, uh, that's all I got. You got anything else for the folks? Well, you know, we always end it with support your, support your local feed store. But I also think that, I also think, given that everything's going on, man, everybody just got to take a step back and just chill. God of mercy. Yep. Uh, you know, we got one shot at this life, apparently. And, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. And let's face it, 2020 needs an economy size enema <laughs> and to just blow it out, start all over again, you know. So, this year um, needs an enema. Yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. Uh, yeah, Fleet well, Fleet Enemas will love that. Like, hey, dude, we were mentioning the feedback. We got to give this year an enema. Wow. Yeah, do we get an affiliate? Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it really, it, it's, you just got to, everybody's got to take a step back and just calm down and just kind of live your life and, you know, for, for those of you who are out there who hunt and fish and love the outdoors, there is no there is no greater thing to clear your mind than to think about hunting and fishing and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and then they get out there and, and, and deal with it. You know, the, just the stuff that's happening in the cities, man, oh, man, it's just, you know, not, not saying that there's not issues out in the country, of course, you know, but, um, golly, there's just – you you know the the you've really got to you've really got to take advantage of the the sunsets and you know the the little fish biting and you know maybe a swim in the lake you know I think a lot of people take those little things for granted but when you when you look at what's going on right now and just all these major events and how life just seems like it's crashing you know those small little events that you passed up they uh, they mean a lot more uh, I, I know they certainly do for me so uh, amen anyway. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Well, Only thing I'd add is stick with us on the Feed Bandit podcast and we'll help help you take your mind off of uh, absolutely. all that stuff going on and uh, keep it on uh, hunting and looking forward to the seasons coming up. Absolutely. Yeah, I can only imagine what's going to happen next week. God have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week we're going to be back with the folks with another edition of the Feed Bandit podcast. Well, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be Something talking. for them to look forward to. I was like, who knew that Jupiter would land into Earth? I mean, <laughs> God, what are the chances? This Although I think it would be the other way around because Jupiter is significantly larger than the gas. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> no. Nerd alert. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. Yeah. All right. With that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, we'll see you next week on another edition of the Feed Bandit Podcast. Y'all hang in there. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you like what we discuss on the show, be sure to sign up to our email list to get even more killer hunting ideas, tips, tricks, and exclusive deals on innovative hunting gear and services delivered straight to your inbox. Sign up over at FeedBandit.com or simply by texting the word BANDIT to 33777. See you on the next one. And remember, support your local feed store.